0: What did you do before? You said you've been here when we talked about a year, so what were you doing before?
1: I was a bartender for 30 yeah. years. <laughs> 30 years. Yeah. So it's kind of total change of career choices, but yeah. yeah. That's what I did. I like my clients now, not better, but just differently. (laughs) They're less unruly, and they don't argue with me, and I don't have to shut them off or call last call. I just go home. (laughs) They're good to go.
0: (laughs) Well, hello there. It's Steve, and in this episode, we're going to learn a little about one of those places in the heart of Champaign-Urbana that you drive by all the time. It's large. It's very, very old. It sits on the east side of Memorial Stadium. And if you're like me, it's possible that you have taken a stroll through it or biked through it. So in this episode of the podcast, we're going to take a few minutes to learn about Mount Hope Cemetery.
1: Hi, my name is Tammy Roderick. I am the family sales counselor for Mount Hope and Roselawn Cemeteries in
0: Champaign and Urbana, Illinois. Well, Tammy, to to get to the office here... We have to walk through the mausoleum. Right on the other side of the door, you walk out, and I see the names of people who are right there.
1: Yes, and then as we walk out the door, if you look up, that was my eye doctor that put me in my first set of contacts. (laughs) And as I walk along, it's kind of like I know so many people associated with the names here, so it's not like I'm amongst strangers.
0: How many people are buried here, do you know?
1: The record-keeping wasn't exactly accurate over the years. We do know that there are nearly... 16,000 interments here in Mount Hope and approximately 5,000 in Roselawn.
0: Okay, now you, you said Mount Hope and Roselawn. So you have two side by side cemeteries.
1: Mount Hope was established in 1856. A farmer named Jesse Burt donated the grounds. And then in 1906, there were issues with the care and the maintenance of the original Mount Hope Cemetery. So a new association developed a cemetery called New Mount Hope, and that's when the trouble began. (laughs) The um, Mount Hope was not well tended. New Mount Hope was stressing how great they were in comparison with Mount Hope, how better tended it was. Then Old Mount Hope became upset that they were capitalizing on the use of the name Mount Hope. A little battle ensued kind of got legal, Mm -hmm. and then New Mount Hope changed their name to Roselon.
0: That sounds like the topic of its own entire podcast, or...
1: Well, there was no TV shows back then. There was no drama or soap opera, so they created their own.
0: It all played out in the newspaper, I'm sure, and at at, at churches and bars where people like to talk.
1: Oh, absolutely. You didn't have CNN or Fox or any (laughs) of the 24-hour news networks, so that's where you caught up, was in the pub, the bar, or... As the ladies were hanging clothes out yeah. over the fence, you know, they would trade the kind of news items and experiences, things like that.
0: So the original cemetery is Mount Hope. And again, how old is it? What when, when, when was it established?
1: It was established in 1856.
0: Okay.
1: One of the most common questions I get asked when people come in for an appointment is, why did you put a cemetery in the middle of the University of Illinois campus? To which I reply, we didn't. We were here first. <laughs>
0: That's true. But I mean, you really are surrounded by it. And um, people just sort of take it for granted, don't they?
1: They do. But it also makes us a spot where a lot of alumni would like to come back home to. Or even locals that stay in the area after attending the University of Illinois, they like to come back and they'll purchase space or bury their loved ones here. We have a lot of I notables
0: buried out here. So I'm sure you get asked this quite often, but do you know who the first person was that was was buried here?
1: No, I do not. I do know that there, as you walk along the cemetery, you will see headstones with death dates that precede the actual cemetery. The reason being is most people were buried on family farms or at Leal Cemetery, which was just off of University Avenue. They closed it, and most people actually dug up their loved ones from there or from the family family burial grounds and brought them out here. So even though we were established in 1856, you might see a headstone for 1846 as a death date. That's because they
0: were moved here. Let's walk down the mausoleum because I want to head outside in just a little bit. But how many are are buried here inside the mausoleum?
1: Um, I don't have an actual count for that. All the units are sold, but they're not all filled. And some have been left empty. Names went on them. They passed elsewhere when were never brought back. So while you might see a name, that doesn't mean there's anybody in there. They purchased the space but did not use it, and we cannot resell them.
0: So it's essentially a memorial.
1: Basically, yes.
0: Back to the cemetery itself, do you know how many acres this is?
1: It is roughly, I think, 60 acres between the two cemeteries, give or take a few acres. It started out as just the small section in the center, and then as the need arose, they were selling more family burial plots. Then it expanded beyond the center part, going out to the eastern part of the cemetery, and those were added additions. So you have to go back and look at the records. And this year there was this many. Then they added this. So you got to do a lot of math to get it figured out, and that's not my forte.
0: You mind? Can we walk outside and sure. find a shady sure. spot? I'd
1: let's like see. to show you one location. Yeah, let's do in that. particular. <laughs>
0: All right. So we're while we're walking, we're outside now. While we're walking um, to wherever you'd like to take me.
1: I'm going to take you to show you where the founder of the cemetery is located. Oh, is that Where right? he's buried, yes. Okay. How far? Not very far at all. Okay. If you yep. just look over that direction. Yeah. Do you see that mausoleum that's up on the hill?
0: I do, yes. That
1: is where Jesse Burt lays to rest. Him and his wife and a couple of his family members, I believe his mom and dad are in there as well. It collapsed sometime before, before like 1980, I believe, and they had to fill it in. So, and these things, building materials were just not real adequate and time takes its effect and then they began collapsing. So we have another one in the cemetery too that is more toward the southwestern side and you'll see that it is tarped. The monuments, the mausoleums, the memorials, they all belong to the family. So we are limited what we can do because we don't own them. The families do.
0: And so, in some cases, the families do nothing. And then, what? Then it's just your job to make sure that the area at the monument or the gravesite or the memorial, or whatever, is safe. But beyond that, you can't probably do much.
1: We can't do much. And um, the one that this tarp, that was um, Mr. Carly, he was an original pioneer to the area. Back in the late eighteen hundreds, he was quite a prominent figure here in the area. Um, he had no living descendants that we could find, other than a second cousin. And I know that the cemetery was working with them. I don't know where that's at now, but trying to get something done with that. So it is what it is. You know, we yeah. there we can only do what we can do because uh, we don't own them.
0: So, well, let's walk over here to a shady spot. We're out in the sun right now, if that's okay.
1: As we're passing this section right here, that is the Grand Army of the Republic monument. Okay. And we have veterans buried there from the Civil War up till actually this this decade.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. You've got roads, of course, like a typical cemetery coming through. Do you see regulars who come in, have been coming in year after year to visit uh, a family site?
1: I've only been here less than a year Okay. so that longevity I wouldn't be able to comment on but you can tell by the flowers you know if you see a grave site where the flowers look fresh yeah. not faded and are plentiful that's usually a good sign that deceased person is still getting visited we have a lot of activity through the cemetery especially when the students are here they walk through they bicycle through most of them are very respectful and you know that's what it That was what the cemetery was originally laid out for, was to be a park and a cemetery.
0: Well, yeah, because my friend Paul and I, shout out to my friend Paul who listens to the podcast, but we were biking through a number of weeks ago to go over to Urbana, and you were sitting outside enjoying the sunny day, and I introduced myself, and I said, love to have you on the podcast. This
1: is set up, if you look, there were old pathways, old walkways. Mm -hmm. There were no parks at that time, so the cemetery served double duty. They met here. They partied here. They hung out here, picnics. A lot of the old pathways have now been closed off, though. They're not used the way they were, and we need the burial space.
0: You know, as I look out, and we're just here on the south side of the mausoleum. Do I have that right?
1: South side. Um, yes, the yeah. south side. Yeah.
0: So as I look, I see, at first when you said, oh, we think that there are roughly around 16,000 uh, grave sites in use. At first, when I hear that, it's like, oh, come on, 16,000. That's incredible. But you look right here, just in our view, there are probably 1,000. And you
1: know how many headstones you see? There are people buried where there are no headstones, too. Oh. Not everybody puts them out. Um, Might be the last member of the family left, and there's no other um, next of kin to, to place that marker for that individual. I will see name on a headstone they'll have the birth year 1855 but you look and there was no death year nobody added it and you know that they're not still living but the family never came out and set up for the final inscription on the marker
0: okay so they're buried there but they didn't follow through
1: yes okay and you'll see markers out here too that are actually just memorials the person's not actually buried out there there are a couple like that
0: okay sort of like the mausoleum some of those inside yes yes do you, uh, on a beautiful day like this, you ever come out here with your lunch and just kind of stroll around and find a favorite spot? Or are you just too busy for that? All the time. My yeah. hus-
1: my husband's a ground superintendent here, so I, like, invent excuses to go hunt him down for no reason. And if I'm, free d- afternoon, I come out and look at the headstones. That kind of what got me started in this business anyway. It's because I love history. I love walking through old cemeteries, and I get paid to do it now. Yeah.
0: Well, what did you do before? You said you've been here uh, when we talked about a year. So what were you doing before?
1: I was a bartender for 30 <laughs> years. 30 years, yeah. So it was kind of total change of career choices. But yeah, yeah that's, that's what right. I did. I like my clients now. Not better, but just differently. (laughs) They're less unruly and they don't argue with me and I don't have to shut them off or call last call. I just go home.
0: (laughs) They're good to go. (laughs) I think that is epic that you were a bartender for 30 years and now you're here. That is great. What a career change. So, uh, you know, as you wander around, do you, have you, you know, in the year you've been here, because you're still in sort of the new stages, are there any particular grave sites that make you pause and think, oh my gosh, that is amazing. That is beautiful. That's so big.
1: Certainly, my great-great-grandmothers, my great-grandmothers, and my grandmothers, all my maternal side of the family. My great-grandmother on my paternal side of the family is in the mausoleum as well. So, you know, I've got that personal connection. But there's just, we have so many notable people. Zupke, Zupke Field, he's here. Um, Mr. Lou he's here. The Burnhams, that huge obelisk over there, that's their family. Okay. The Eisner family. We have just so many people here. You you can see a sign that says Rising Road. Yeah. We have the Rising family here. Judge J.O. Cunningham, Cunningham Avenue. Yeah. He's here, him and his wife. So... It's just really neat that so much of champagne urbana history is all at my, within my grasp.
0: Yeah, you're really walking through history when you walk through the cemetery at Mount Hope.
1: Absolutely. And you can tell that, too, just by the style of the markers. You will see the early markers from the 1850s, 1860s, going up to the huge new ones of today. So it, it's really neat, different architectural designs, different cultural designs, It's really a neat experience to just walk out here and look at the headstones.
0: Okay, so I got to talk about uh, if somebody passes and they come in the door, well, obviously if they've passed, they haven't, but someone passes and uh, their family members come in the door, do you say go out and find a blank spot or here's a map or how does that work? How does somebody pick out a site for their loved one?
1: A lot of people have already pre-purchased. It's pre-need. They've already purchased or they've had family sites that have been out here for over a 100 years if someone's just hey i really like your cemetery i take them around i show them where i have space available okay and then i take them to two or three different places it's not like selling a car where i tell you you know you get this (laughs) or that but you know there's just different experiences in different locations of the cemetery you can hear the bells ring every 15 minutes from the u of i a lot of people oh you can hear the bells. so that's kind of a a good selling point. A lot of people like to go towards Roselon though, and Roselon is really full because it's closer to the football stadium. Oh, is that
0: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you get more alumni that lean toward Roselon?
1: Yeah, they want to be as close to the stadium as they can get. Or a particular, oh, that was my professor, that was my band director, or that was my uncle. You know, people try to get closer to family or notables, and we're just, we have plenty of space here, but those kind of spaces are limited now.
0: So uh, I'm looking west right now, and I see sort of a line of trees, and then a big empty area. What is that? Future grave sites, or those are just smaller in-ground headstones?
1: No, that's our potter's field. We operated a potter's field pretty much since our opening up until I think the last burial was in late 1990, maybe 2000, and that's when the city or the county. Or the state would bury people who had no means to do that um, some of the earliest records in the early 1900s are a lot of infants either stillborn or passed early that are buried there and it'll just say infant and the last name there's a lot of unknowns buried there as well
0: so there's most of those probably have no names on them there just might be just death dates
1: yeah it'll say like unknown 1930 interesting thing though when they began keeping the records for the early 1900s they would just like write 8 11, 02 was it 1902 or was it twenty oh two? yeah that's where you know you it gets a little complicated with some of the record keeping as well so that's one of the where the record keeping gets a little sketchy because they just i don't know they weren't thinking for the next millennium when they were keeping those records
0: I bet that is a, a you know a problem with a lot of cemeteries that are older than a hundred years.
1: I think that's true, and if you really think about it, when's the last time you've seen the construction of a new cemetery? Most of them are older. The one on One Fifty going towards Muhammad—it's one of the newer ones—and I think East over on Cunningham in Urbana is a newer one, but. You just don't see people plotting out and say, oh, yeah, we're putting a cemetery here. That does not happen too often.
0: Tammy, thanks for letting me come out and and, uh, see the cemetery, and we learned quite a bit today. I really appreciate it, and um, thank you so much.
1: It was great being on your podcast, and we welcome visitors at any time. Come out and see us,
0: stop in, and
1: if you'd like some more information, I'm always willing to share history.
0: Thanks again to Tammy for taking time out of her busy day to uh, show me around Mount Hope Cemetery. Hey, if you just found this podcast and you're listening in an app, please touch the follow or subscribe button so future episodes are downloaded automatically. If you want to reach me, my email is steve at holstein.co or you can use the contact form on the website holstein.co. I'm Steve. This was the Holstein and Company podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and I will see you around town.